Yes, sir. Yeah, we get them. Why we do it? Why we do it? I do it for the turn up. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ari, and you're listening to the new episode of Pitchworthy, a podcast where we talk about faith, sports, and everything under the sun. Today, we have two special guests with us. Uh, they're two athletes who are going to be talking about their transition into uncertain times as both their seasons have been cut short due to the ongoing pandemic. Uh, so the first is a former teammate of mine. Her name is Irie Chauffelet. Irie was basically my little sister on the team. She's a four-year starter and is incredibly versatile on the field. Uh, she came in as an infielder and worked really hard to transition to the outfield where she's been an asset for the team. And luckily I got to be in the outfield with her. So that was really fun. Uh, she hits the ball really hard and is hands down one of the best base runners I have ever seen. So Felicia, do you want to go on ahead and introduce our other special guests? Yeah, first of all, what's up guys? I'm so glad to be able to do this podcast with two special guests and I'm really thrilled that they just came in today and just want to talk to us about their experiences with the pandemic and just want to give their raw insights to us so um, thank you both of you guys. The next guest is Brooke Riley. She is a college golfer from Northwestern University, a very decorated amateur and college golfer. During her time in Northwestern she has led the team into NCAA championships and has gotten awards such as the Golf Week All-American. She is top 100 female amateur golfer in the world. And those are just a few things about Brooke's accomplishments, but more importantly, she's a solid sister in Christ. I'm really excited to have these two girls here. All right, Brooke, go ahead and introduce yourself. What else did I miss? Yeah, so, I'm Brooke. I just graduated from Northwestern, but I get to go back for fifth year this coming season um, if we get to have it. And I'm from California. I've played golf um, since middle school. Um, and yeah, it kind of in high school was a little, it kind of took over my identity, but uh, getting into college, it really has just become um, like a medium for me um, just to know God more and to, um, yeah, just show him through work. What about you, Irie? My name is Irie. I'm, a, I'm actually a fifth year senior now at um, Cal State Fullerton playing softball over there. And yeah, I'm born and raised in Garden Grove, California. So SoCal girl all the way. And I think that's about it. <laughs> nice. And what position do you play? Give me the whole spiel. We want to know more. We want to okay. know more. <laughs> um, in that case, well, I like long walks on the beach. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll just play. Um, I play outfield. So I play um, specifically left field for the team. And uh, So what's your background with Christianity and background with softball? Um, I think I'll start with the softball part because softball kind of came before I became a Christian. Um, just like many student athletes, you kind of grew up in your sport. So I started playing when I was about 10 and then, you know, got serious once I got into travel ball. 
then once I hit my beginning of my sophomore year, I actually got recruited by Cal State Fullerton, so bless up for that. And then fast forward a couple more years, came in my freshman year, and that's when I actually was able to be introduced to Jesus and Christianity as a whole. Because growing up, I kind of grew up in a, um, how can I say it, a very religious, kind of confusing environment because so many of my family came from different denominations. So I had family that were Catholics, like family that were Christian, family that were Mormon, you know what I mean? It's just very confusing. So growing up, believing in a God, but never really having a true close relationship with Jesus or knowing who he really was at all. So once I became a freshman in college, I was able to, you know, you know, make my own decisions and decide to go to church with a couple of my friends, aka UW, <laughs> and Gabby and all the, my, some of my other teammates, as you know. And then that's when that journey started and able to follow with Jesus there. That's awesome, Irie. What about you, Brooke? What's your story with how you came to Christ? Yeah, so um, I grew up in the church. I'm the youngest of five. Um, and so my parents came to Christ when they were in their early 30s and so and then had just kind of like a life 180 and really just um, raised us um yeah just well in the church and um really gave us a foundation and then um I had always like carried it with me I had always, always had like a love for God and then once I got into college I was like okay now I really have like a decision here like this has always been like in my life but now like it's kind of up to me if I want to keep it there and um it really moved from being like a little side burner like a back burner thing for me into college it being just like the center of who I am um which is crazy I wasn't expecting that like being at Northwestern my parents were actually a little nervous for me to go there and um and just getting into really involved with AIA athletes in action at Northwestern um really just let me dive deeper and I um grew in so much of my understanding and I'm constantly growing and constantly learning and um it really just has taken over kind of every part of my life for that so what part of the sports season were you in and what was going on before the pandemic um so we're about to actually start actual season because I don't know if other sports are kind of the same, but um, before that, it's kind of like, um, not seasons, you know what I'm talking about. It's not season season, but it's like we're doing like tournaments and stuff to get prepared for a season, but it's still in the spring. So yeah, we're in that realm. And before the pandemic, just like everybody else, you know, we kind of all have plans and we have a, a certain way we expect things are gonna go. So we're like, okay, we're pushing for this start. We're pushing to like win, you know, Big West and stuff like that. So that's really what we're doing. We're just getting prepared for the start of everything. Okay. So what happened after you found out that your season was going to be cut short? And how did you take that news? Okay. So before I can get to like what happened afterwards, I have to kind of give like a little bit of backstory. So, you know, 
when we heard about like the coronavirus and everything, like when it was first introduced to the team, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like wash your hands, whatever. Like nobody really took it as a big deal, I feel like. But um, it was funny, the day before our, our season essentially got canceled, right? Um, I was in the office helping one of our coaches, AKA Coach Curley, shout out to her. Um, we're helping her with film and stuff, me and other interns. And we're actually talking about how, you know, the coronavirus is starting to become big and like things are getting shut down. And we're like, whoa, like what if like our season gets cut and we're done? And all of us, we're kind of like, nah, it's not going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? There's like no way. It wasn't like really resonating with us. that like, this could actually be a thing. So it's funny the next day, um, if I've got the timeline right, that it was actually like we, that day they told us, okay, your season's getting cut. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we kind of should have been prepared for it because like it, the thought was put in our head, but it was just like, just something that, you know, I'm prepared for. It was like just uncalled for, I guess. So, so yeah, so once it happened, um, we had our athletic director, Jim Donovan come in and he told us like our season is over with. Um, seniors, we're sorry, blah, 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 like that your season had to get cut this way or end this way. And like our whole team was like in tears, you know what I mean? It was a very just emotional moment. Um, for me personally, I just kind of, it honestly didn't even hit me even while our athletic director was telling us that like the season's done. But as I was looking around at my teammates, especially my seniors, and just seeing, you know, the emotion on their face and seeing how, you know, kind of heart heartbroken everybody is, I was like, dang, like, this is real. Like, this is actually happening, you know? So, yeah. so afterwards, I guess, like, we're all just kind of distraught and just kind of like, dang, like, what's next? That's really what it was. What did that look like for you, Brooke? Um, it kind of it was constantly being talked about at our practices and stuff like January, February, our coaches were constantly like, wow, this coronavirus in China is like really growing. We thought it was a little dramatic. They're like, is, are the masks like super necessary for this? And um, things that like we, it was constantly in our conversation, but we never talked about the potential of it coming to the U.S. It always was kind of like a a world kind of thing for us um and so getting around to kind of early March our our men's head coach I was talking to him about it and at this point I'm thinking if anything we won't get to go on spring break but then everything will be fine I don't know why I thought that was practical at all but that was my thought process and he was like yeah, I really think that this is going to shut everything down. And I was like, no way, you're being crazy. And seriously, like a couple days later, we, um, I was driving out to practice and I get a call from my coach and she says, hey, don't show up. Our season just canceled, so it'd be illegal for us to go practice together right now. And I was like, what? No way that this is happening. Like, so what does this mean for my senior year? What does this mean for like, is this going to last? Are we going to be able to like still have NCAs? Is this just going to be like a couple week thing? Like what's going on? Um, so we had all these questions and they um, had to go over into a meeting, a coach's meeting, and then they updated us about five hours later. We had a team meeting in our facility and they're like, this is it. Like 
we needed to all go pack our stuff and we're getting out of here act like you're not coming back like pack everything like you weren't aren't coming back till September and I was like there's no way that this is happening I kind of I was sitting next to my classmates so we were the two seniors and I just like lost it I started bawling and um I was like man this is it like who who would have thought that it would end this way um and I really thought like that was just gonna be it I thought my career would be done right there Mm -hmm. that's crazy too like just you saying that you bawled because I've literally watched you um (laughs) over at the ultimate training camp when we would all be bawling and I remember someone asked you on the side like have you cried and you said it takes a lot for you to like get emotional in the cry yeah yeah um it it takes time I can cry easily in movies because I don't know why I get I like empathize with the characters so much in that but in real life when it's like my like just my stuff um I really don't cry for myself often I'll I can um I can get emotional for others sometimes but when yeah it's a rarity to to see the waterworks going for me for sure Yeah, wow, Brooke. I just really admire empathy in that. So in light of that, can the both of you share how you tried to be there for your teammates during that time? And Irie, do you want to go ahead with this? Um, I would say that especially following afterwards, like kind of like at the beginning of when the season ended, I feel like as a team, we kind of all stuck together. Like we're kind of like checking in on each other, like through text or through our group message. Um, Just making sure that we're all kind of staying connected, staying hopeful. Because at that point, we didn't really know if our seniors or if anybody was going to get that extra year of eligibility. So we're kind of like all in this together. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of funny because I was talking to um, another one of um, my fellow seniors, uh, Sophie Frost, and we're just talking about it. It It's like, it's, like, this is not just our struggle. It's a struggle that's going on just across the nation in all sports. It's like all spring sports. So to think that, you know, that we're not alone in this kind of made it um, a little bit easier. And combining that with, like, our teammate support, you know, you're, you're just kind of able to get through things better. You know what I'm saying? What about you, Brooke? What would you say? Um, it, at first, my my classmate and I, we – we really just kind of rallied together. We we were like, wow, well, we're we're in this together. Like we both just lost the end of our senior year, not only with golf, but with um, with everything. Like the end of senior year is such a a fun time where you know you get to reminisce and be with all your friends that you've made throughout the four years. And um, and we both knew in that moment that since we're being told to go home that we're most likely going to be losing that. Um, so we really kind of rallied together. We really um, stuck with each other and, um, you know, a lot of calls, a lot of texts, a lot of all those things just kind of keeping up. And um, we had a lot of Zoom calls with our teammates and just always checking in with them. And um, even like, our international girls who were going back and had to quarantine for 14 days, like just checking in with them often because that had to have been so lonely, just 14 days all alone in a hotel room. Um, so yeah, there definitely was um, a lot of communication going on there with with each other. So just trying to keep each other's spirits up and all that. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And like, I think super needed during this time. So like, you kind of already mentioned that there were like times of like frustration um, after hearing the news and like, you know, it was sad. But like, how did you deal with that time as a Christian athlete? From the get go, just tried to I just tried to have the best outlook on it possible. And I was like, okay, well, like, this is reality right now. We're going to be home for a while. So how am I going to use this to, to keep improving and keep getting better? And um, so there was that just kind of like that piece of it, that was my mindset, but also um, it was a time where, so I'd, I was leading into the end of my freshman year. We were about to start our last quarter. And, um, I felt like my senior year had just like flown by and was just passing, passing me up, like just, um, just going way too fast. And I felt like I wasn't super present all the time. And so I, leading up to that time in March, I had been praying for a while just for like some stillness, just for a chance to like sit and process and be in the moment because I felt like I never had a chance to catch up with the year and so then that hit and it's like Mm -hmm. okay now we can't do anything and I was like my instinct is like I hate this like I I want to keep going I want to keep doing all these things and I was like wait I had been like all leading up to this like this is what I was praying for to be like still and to be and to not, um, to not be like going, 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 going in my, in my mind at least. And, um, and so I was like, okay, so I have it now. So what am I going to do with it? And so I, I really just use that time to, um, just be in the word and, and, um, and just to be praying where I felt like, um, you know, you get busy and you come up with all these excuses to that um that you don't have the chance to or whatever and so I I really did just use that time to um capitalize on on being still and being um present and um yeah and just and and to use that for just my relationship with God yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing Brooke how about you Ari how did you deal with that as a Christian athlete? Yeah. Um, as I said before, like I was, I was a senior, right? So kind of going into the senior year, having this plan of like how my senior year, like how I wanted it to look out, like to look like, and then COVID kind of just coming in out of left field and throwing a curveball at us and like kind of leaving us all shocked. And it's like, okay, like what do we do now? And personally, um, I did not prepare very much for like once senior year ended and actually like transitioning to like real life, like getting a job and stuff like that. I wasn't really prepared for that. So kind of going into that stage of uncertainty, um, once season ended and kind of realizing, oh, like real life is might just hit a little bit sooner than I expected. You know what I mean? Like what am I gonna do now? So that frustration of just kind of being stuck in just kind of zone of just like not knowing what's going to happen and like kind of dealing with my own regrets of not being more proactive and um and life after softball I guess for me like just dealing with that frustration you know 
and um, trying to understand like, okay, how am I going to involve Jesus into this? I'm like, how am I going to trust him? Like, you know what I mean? With the plan for my life, you know, just dealing with all that. Yeah. And what did, what did that discernment process look like for you um, in terms of deciding whether you were going to come back once the option was on the table or mm. considering moving into the future? You know, it's kind of funny because I've actually kind of sat back and like thought about this um, a couple times, but I don't actually think I've discerned it enough really with Jesus. It's funny because like once we got the news that like, okay, we got the extra year eligibility, I kind of jumped in like, yeah, we're just going to go for this next year. Um, but didn't really sit down and like really kind of discern it with Jesus you know what I mean at the same time though I know that this is part of his plan especially since um he he knows that like I wasn't prepared for real life yet so <laughs> I think you know he was just like this might have been just a blessing in disguise in a way for me personally even though it's not in the best circumstances yeah so the discernment process was more just this is what I was hoping for yeah. And when that option came on the table, it was like, okay, thank you, Lord, like for this blessing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, that's really cool. You're in that place because um, there were other people that maybe had a different perspective or had plans for after this year that were set. So it just goes to show that everyone's kind of in a different boat and those discernment processes can be more immediate and, oh, wow, this is what I was hoping and expecting for. And then there's other mm. processes that may be like, okay, um, I still have this option on the table to come back and play, but I'm not mm. sure. So um, I know that's difficult as well, but I'm happy to hear that, you know, that was kind of your plan, you know, was I want to come yeah. back and I want to play. So that's really cool. Mm. Um, what about you, Brooke? Well, a lot of it for me was just if it was – so it had to be passed by NCAA first, and then it would have to be approved by schools individually. So I not only had to, I waited, it was probably like two weeks until the NCAA announced um, that they would pass it. And then you had to wait. It probably took another few weeks for Northwestern to say yes to, you know, financially and that our roster would, um, like we could take on that size because we're going to have 11 next year. <laughs> and um, so for me, it kind of was more of, okay, if this doesn't work out, what's my backup plan? Um, and I did too, like, I, I knew that I had wanted to do a fifth year for so long. Like I had been joking about it since my freshman or sophomore year that I would find a way to get another year. Um, but I also didn't want to just be quick to just snap on it. Like I wanted to be like, okay, but like, that's what I would want, but is that what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I, I did sit on it for a little bit. Um, but there not being Q school this fall and things like that made it quite a bit easier because um, I'm pro right now. It'd be really difficult if you don't already have status. Um, so, and even outside of golf, like if I thought my like four years and done and I, like I had had it on my heart that I 
wanted to stick around Chicago for another year, but I was like, that just doesn't line up with pro golf because I need to go somewhere warm. Um, I need to go to California or Texas or something. And, but I was like, but I re- like, I really feel like I'm supposed to be here another year. Um, so I was wrestling with that, thinking that after four years I was done. Cause I was like, I really feel this tug to Chicago, but I like, it was just not lining up with what I want with pro golf. And so I really was in that wrestle. And then once I knew I could take the fifth year, I was like, okay, wow. Like, I, like this is pretty set. So it was kind of a, a simple decision for me. Yeah, definitely. And so it sounded like, like uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just sounds like all these like little prayers that you pray to God, like just gonna keep getting answered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the whole little stillness prayer and the whole little like I wish I was in Chicago for another year. I feel like it just keeps getting answered. Yeah. <laughs> seriously to keep whispering him the god girl <laughs> yeah seriously so what have you been doing like in, in light of that like what have you been doing to lean into god during these times yeah um i've been i've been back and forth to chicago a little bit i could um so my parent i'm from california but my my parents are in texas now so I had driven up and down from Texas to Chicago and um, when I was back in Chicago, I was able to meet up with um, my discipler quite a bit and um, I kind of told her the same thing I was telling you about the stillness and everything and um, and she she's always been such a good resource and just someone who um, is just quick to support and um, like keep pushing you forward um so she she gave me a bunch of stuff that um like some like guided journals and some um like this guided prayer book which has been really cool um just because I feel like um I don't know I always feel like I'm I'm just I keep growing in um these ways where sometimes I'm like okay like I feel a little stuck now like I I feel like I should be going forward but like I don't know what forward is and she's always been that person that's like guided me through that um so it's been it's been really cool to that I've had her the the past four years um she's helped me grow a ton and um so she's she's helped with just the quiet times that I have where um, I have like those resources, not that you need a resource to, to know God, but, um, it just, I don't know, it kind of helps you, um, it, it helps you think in a different way, kind of, I guess. Um, so that's been really cool. Yeah, definitely. I would totally agree with you on that, Brooke. What about you, Irie? How have you been leaning into God during these times? Um, I think for me, I think community has been really, really helpful throughout this whole process. I mean, I have a couple of groups that throughout this, you know, this pandemic, like through Zoom, like through just different outlets that God has like provided us um, to just connect with others. Um, You know, having like little mini Bible study groups or having mini like conversations, like just with friends, talk about life and stuff and just kind of check in on each other. I mean, that's really has just been helping me to kind of, you know, stay hopeful, stay 
present in the moment wherever we're at and um yeah just helping me trust god through the process you know he doesn't you know have us go through this life alone and um, i've been thankful for that through this um, whole thing yeah that's awesome yeah that's so awesome that even both of you just talked about how community has been really important during these times and yeah i'm just really grateful for the same for me like i think i'm really grateful for just having a community um going back to when you first got the news did your identity feel challenged in any way when your season ended so abruptly because i mean like you said no one saw it coming so I don't know, was there kind of a challenge to who you were as a, as an athlete in that moment? Um, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Because like I said, I was kind of like just unprepared for it. Um, and life after softball. So throughout like my years, I was like, all right, I'm a student athlete. I play softball. This is like part of who I am. You know what I mean? Even as a Christian athlete, like, you know what I mean? Just kind of softball has always been there, you know? And so once everything got shut down, it was kind of like, shoot, like, now who am I? Now what am I going to do? How is God going to lead me next? Like, you know what I mean? So there was definitely a moment where I was like, all right, where does my identity truly, truly lie right now? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a wake-up call, to be honest, because um, it just made me realize that my identity was still heavily within the sport and stuff like that. That's so good, Irie. What do you have to say about that, Brooke? Yeah. Um, I think at first, when I, when they first write, okay, everything shut down, the first thing that like popped into my mind was, but I have all these things to do. I have these things to accomplish. And, I, and we have NCAs, and I want to do well at NCAs. And it was all of these performance things that popped into my head. And I realized that so much of, like, what I was looking forward to with golf was, like, trying to prove myself. And that's such a, like, I didn't even realize it until that that moment. And that's just kind of a toxic place to be in. Because once you are trying to prove who you are, prove how good you are, like, that just, that's just never a good thing. And um and so definitely in the in that time after, um, just the word was reminding me who I actually am and how I never need to prove myself and that um, like who I am is constant, even if I could shoot like 89 or 59 and that doesn't change a thing. Maybe to the golf world, it's like their perception might change, but like to God, I'm constant to him. And um, so just like being, going back, like rooting myself in like the real truth of myself versus what the world would say. Um, and I, I've always wrestled with that. I, I kind of mentioned in the beginning how like in my identity in high school was kind of golf. Like that's how people knew me and that's how I felt known. And um, And once it's just, such a different place to be in once you realize that you're already fully known and you don't need golf to be known um so definitely i've i i am constantly um trying to 
um, like counter the the world's identity of me versus my real identity. Yeah, for sure. I think I remember like saying that too um, a few weeks ago. Just like fact that like I'm fully known already, and yeah, it's true. Like during these times, I feel like it's just so easy to be challenged by okay who am I now or like what's going on and I have all these things to accomplish but then also being like wait only God knows me and he knows what's best for me moving forward too yeah for sure so what would you say to um, any of our viewers right who are athletes and who can relate to the uncertainty the, the frustrations and all the emotions that come with that yeah um I would even say like just to know that the the place that we're in is so fleeting um and I don't know just just to try to take the bigger picture of you're gonna look back like we're all gonna look back on 2020 in five years and like things are gonna be so different and just to kind of have the perspective of like light at the end of the tunnel. Um, just kind of, just keep um, persevering, but in doing that, leaning in to God and, and what he says um, is so important. And yeah, I just, I, I always feel like, like whenever I'm in a tough time, I'm like, okay, well, one day I'm gonna look back at this time and either think it's funny or or be like, wow, that was such a time of growth and be grateful for it. Um, Cause I think, I think it's easy to get caught in where you are right now, which obviously like it's what you're experiencing right now. But if you can have the perspective of, okay, well, what is this teaching me right now? Like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Um, it's, it's just going to lead to, to so much growth. It's, it's um, gold being purified in fire. So um, yeah, I would, I definitely would just say that. Yeah, I love that verse. I think it's somewhere around like First Peter or something like that. I'm trying to like yeah. get better with my um memorization of the Bible right now, and I'm not I know, doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely on that too. I was gonna say maybe I I feel like that's in maybe James, but somewhere around there, First Peter, James, somewhere in there. Yeah, just towards the end. <laughs> What about you, Irie? What would you say? I would say to other athletes that are just going through the same struggles and the same frustrations that, um, as I said earlier, like the power of community, just kind of being able to lean on each other and um, people that are going through the same exact thing, you know what I mean? Kind of share that struggle with each other is just really powerful and really empowering really um, to help get through this whole pandemic. At the same time, um, another thing I would say is, let's see, to kind of let yourself be present in the moment. So like, let's say post pandemic, um, I think a lot of people can kind of just try to shove down whatever their emotions or feelings, like, you know, not let themselves feel the way they feel trying to fast forward that process, like through the uncertainty. So I would say like, be present in the moment, let yourself feel what you're feeling right now. And if that includes fears, doubts, and stuff like that, I think those are okay to, 
to like go through that process with those feelings. I don't feel like God just wants us to kind of be robots to kind of just bounce back like, oh, like have this like mega trust in him that like, I trust that he has a plan for my life. So I'm not gonna feel these emotions. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna push forward. If that is your reaction, then, you know, praise to God for that. Like, you know what I mean? But just allow yourself to be present. But at the same time, once you get to the point where um, you're able to like go through those emotions, you also have to find a way to like, okay, so I'm kind of rambling right now, but um, you have to put your faith in something. You know what I mean? So this can go for anybody, for any athlete. Some people like they put them faith in themselves and the hard work that they put in and like, okay, like if I work hard, then I'm going to get this result, that type of thing. For me, as a Christian athlete, somebody who believes that Jesus is sovereign and has a plan for my life, at the end of the day, I'm always going to have to put my faith in Jesus and that he's going to see us through it because, you know, not everything is going to last forever. Like this pain, this suffering, we're eventually going to get through it. Like the best is yet to come, basically. But yeah, That's it. <laughs> That's incredible. That answer was... I don't no, that know. definitely connected um mm-hmm. yeah talking about community but then also like just saying to sit in you know the lows and there's a lesson that always comes out of that and I feel like when we just try to claw our way out of you know the hard parts of life we're gonna miss out on maybe a nugget of wisdom or that lesson that God wants to teach us or a way he wants to grow us you know so I think yeah. that's really key for sure Um, And this will probably be the last question. How do you think all of these factors will impact how you approach playing next season? You know, I'm so excited for just all sports to kind of get going again, because I've talked to so many people. This is probably going to be one of the most exciting, one of the most competitive, like, sports seasons, like, the world has ever seen, because people are hungry. Like, you know what I mean? People are just itching to get back on the field and get going. With that being said, though, I think this next year, I just really want to be able to just play with God. Like, you know what I mean? Be able to just invite him into my games and not let everything be by my own strength. Because even though, because, you know, um, I don't know if our viewers know what it is, but I'm, we're also part of this group, this campus ministry called Athletes in Action, right? And over the summer, we went through, like, this um, Christian – well, not even Christian, just, like, student-athlete camp that happens to be, like, you know, involved Jesus and stuff called the Ultimate Training Camp. And you learn all these principles of how to, like, invite God into your sport and play with him, play for him, and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot um, that goes behind that. But even though I went through that as a camper and as an intern, there's still – you know, being able to translate what you learn and actually incorporate it into your actual game, that's a whole ton of different story. Like, you know what I mean? It's easier said than done most of the time. But going into my previous senior year, I felt like there were still parts of me that I was holding on for myself. You know what I mean? Trying to do everything on my own. And this time around, I just really just want to just play with that freedom in my heart, knowing that like, you know what? You have an audience on one, and that's Jesus. And my identity is already set in him. So let's go out this next year and play free. Play competitively, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I, Jesus wants, to, wants us to go for the win, too, <laughs> you know? But 
at the same time, letting him be a part of that process with you, you know, play with you. Yeah, that's great. And I feel like too, I mean, I know that the softball team was having such a great season. So it's like, how do we view, you know, if you're personally having such an amazing season and then it gets cut short, but if we're, you know, truly trying to worship God in our sport, then it's not necessarily the numbers that matter. It's, oh my gosh, I get to go back on the field and worship God. I'm trying to, you know, do that as best I can. I get a chance to do that one more time. And I feel that kind of from what you said of just, there's, I have more to give to the Lord. Like I have more ways I want to worship him in my sport. And I'm excited to take that into my next season. So that's like really encouraging. And I hope that people are listening that really that's like the true prize. Like the true prize is just getting to worship Christ in sport and really all we do because our whole life is a testimony. So that's really awesome. To that answer, I just want to say, wow, Irie. Um, Yeah, that was just very encouraging. And I just love your heart for um, just being able to play with God. I remember coming into my senior year, I had one of my mentors tell me, you know, Felicia, all your life, you've been trying to do all these things for God. Why don't you try to go out the season and do it with God? And I think that was definitely a game changer within my perspective and my mindset for competing with God and just worshiping God day in, day out. So I'm really thrilled that you're going to have that um, perspective when you go in next season. And Brooke, um, what about you? How do you think you're going to um, approach next season within what's been going on? Yeah, I think, well, at least I hope that everyone, if we can have a season this fall, and if if not, then in the spring, um, I just hope for everyone that they, everyone has a greater appreciation for what we're doing, like that the things that we rely on day to day can just be taken away from us in a, in an instant. And we could have no clue, like just a a better appreciation for the daily things. Um, cause they're, they're not guaranteed and they're not promised. And I think we always rely on, you know, as, as college athletes, especially like you're given a schedule and you're like, okay, like this is going to be my next week or my next two weeks. Like this is what I'm going to be doing, but you know, you can, you can plan for that, but it's not guaranteed. And, um, so just, a, a um, yeah, just an appreciation for, for the daily, the small things. Um, and I think if people can do that, then, um, just playing like for our team, for just playing golf will be, I think, so much sweeter than um than it has been before just to realize what a gift it is so um yeah just more appreciation yeah absolutely and it's funny how many times you hear like this phrase as an athlete the whole like play like it's your last game yeah (laughs) and then not really like realizing that till it actually hit our last game and then the pandemic broke out and then it was sports (laughs) over for all of us yeah and it's it's funny for golf because people they always say that because it's like for football guys it always could be like you don't know if you're gonna get injured or hurt or like taken out and like whatever but 
so for sports like that, it's like, yeah, it could always be your last game because you don't know if you're going to snap something or whatever. But for us, it's kind of like golf is kind of a non-dangerous sport. So it's, it's like you take for granted that you get to play it all the time. Um, and yeah, I, I was saying to a teammate the other day, it's funny how something we can't see has changed the world. Like we can't even see this virus and yet it's shut everything down. Like we think we have so much power, but we, we really don't. But Did you drop the mic on her and be like, just like Jesus who changed the world too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can change your life now if you let that him. Boy, that boy, JC. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad we all got to do this and this has been great and yeah, and I just really appreciate having both of you guys here. I mean, thank you for your raw, unedited, and just the answers you gave and how you are navigating this with Christ. And I hope some of our viewers can resonate with that and that both of you guys continue to run the race well and continue to lean on God during these times. Um, I know you've definitely enlightened me and you've definitely inspired me to do the same. So thank you to the both of you. You've always been really awesome sisters in Christ. Ari, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> yeah, such good stuff. Um, just really appreciative and thankful for you guys for coming on the podcast and speaking about something that I know a lot of athletes are going through right now. So just, you know, kind of bring to like some of those emotions and how you're dealing with those things. So just really good to hear, you know, an eternal, a, a, an eternal perspective on um, just what you're going through right now. So yeah, just really thankful. Um, so yeah, we, we just want to thank you guys. I uh, thank our listeners for listening into this episode. Um, we're excited to keep bringing more content here for you guys. Hopefully we'll have some more guest speakers um, on episodes in the future. Um, so that's going to wrap up our episode for today. And we also have some exciting news for you guys. We finally have an Instagram account. So if you want to go on and just stay up to date with all of the upcoming episodes, we're going to be asking some questions. You guys can give us some feedback on the account, um, but follow us at Pitchworthy Podcast on Instagram. Um, and we'd love to just chat with you guys and uh, see what you guys have to say about the episode. So again, we're really thankful for you guys listening in and we'll catch you next week.